workaholic, always working, but never having enough? Do you keep writing down goals, but always seem to get stuck on the way to achieve them? Are you working to sabotage your own success? If this sounds like you, I'm here to remind you that you can have a better life. You can step into your greatness and have all God desires for you. You just have to change your thoughts, speak different words, and create new habits. You can do it, and I can help. Welcome to Your Confidence Reconnected. Welcome to another episode of Your Confidence Reconnected. If this is your first time here, I'm Enid, I'm your host, and I'm really excited to talk to you all today about imposter syndrome. This seems to be a buzz phrase these days because I feel like I hear it in every sister circle, every coaching circle, every business circle that I participate in. At some point, imposter syndrome comes up. So I thought this would be a great topic to talk about on the podcast. I'm sure some of you uh, deal with or have dealt with this at some point in your life. And I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to talk about it. Let's expose it. Let's discuss a few ways we can overcome it so that we can live our absolute best life. So let's talk about what it is exactly. A loose definition of imposter syndrome, it means that you doubt your own abilities. You walk around feeling like a fraud. You're usually a high achiever and you don't like to, or it's it's very difficult for you to let people place accolades on you. It's hard for you to bask in the success of your own accomplishments because you're focusing on the flaws or the things that didn't go quite right. I don't know about you guys, but this is something that I dealt with often, especially when I got out of college and I got into corporate America, but I had no idea what it was I was experiencing. I didn't even realize that imposter syndrome was a thing until about a year, maybe two years ago. And then when I found out what it was, I was happy that I discovered what it is I have been going through but at the same time I was a little bit scared because I was like okay there's this thing it's not just me but it's like how do I overcome this I think I read about it in an article it's like how do I overcome this thing it's nice to know when you have a problem but it's like okay now what's the solution and one of the things that I learned right off the bat is that people who deal with imposter syndrome struggle with self-doubt. They feel like they are fake and they don't deserve a seat at the table, whatever that table is. And in my position, in my experience, I worked in a sales job. I worked in an industry that was predominantly white male. I worked at a job that was predominantly white male. So almost every time I was in a meeting, there was nobody that looked like me in the room. It was very, it took me years to find my voice and to feel like I was okay to speak to feel comfortable enough in my own skin to feel like I had 
value to add. Now, another thing imposters, people who deal with imposter syndrome deal with is feeling like they know enough or that they're smart enough. Everything that they know and have is based on internal factors, nothing internal. And that's why I was, it seems foolish looking back to, that I felt like an imposter because I went to college. I went to a great grammar school. I went to a great high school. I went to a four-year university. My parents invested in my education. I'm smart. <laughs> but when I was in those situations, I did not feel, I, I felt like the people in the room were smarter than me. I felt like I was holding on to a secret. And the secret was that I was a big dummy. And sooner or later, if I talked too much, if I said too much, somebody was going to figure it out and expose me. And so a lot of times I didn't say anything. And then I learned sometimes people who suffer from imposter syndrome are overachievers. They do too much because they're constantly trying to show, hey, I'm capable of being here. I am worthy of being in the room. So what does that look like? I would answer every email immediately. I wouldn't let an email sit. I would answer it immediately. I would never take a day off. I would put in PTO. I would not get paid for the day. Well, I would get paid for the day, but I would put in PTO like I was taking a vacation day. But instead of taking a vacation day, I was answering every email that came in. I had customers calling my cell phone because I thought that's what I needed to do to be a good sales rep. I had to give them access to me when I should have been resting or when I should have been spending time with my family. And then there are these other symptoms that I had of imposter syndrome. I would self-sabotage my own success. I would hit a high quota one month and then I would take my foot off the gas the next month, not make as many phone calls. It was almost as if I was afraid of the success which is counterintuitive because if I'm trying to not look like an imposter and I want to look like I belong, then why would I take, why would I self-sabotage? And I went through this for a long time. I would be up and then I would be down and self-doubt would creep in and that would turn into depression. And when I got depressed, that's when I leaned on things outside of me to self-cope. That's when I was quicker to have a drink or I might smoke a little bit of weed. Depending on the time of year, I might eat a little bit too much and put on an extra 10 or 20 pounds. And I had no idea I was dealing with this thing called imposter syndrome. All because I felt like a fraud. I felt like I didn't belong. I had a title called account executive and then sales and account executive is a hunter, but I was afraid to hunt, but I didn't want to say that I didn't deserve the title. So I faked it till I made it because that's another phrase you hear a lot in sales. They may say it other places, but I know you hear it a lot in sales. 
So I did stupid things. I faked knowledge. You don't want to fake knowledge because you can tell somebody the wrong thing. And I faked being confident because I thought that that's what I had to do until I made it. And so I find out about imposter syndrome and I'm excited. It's like, okay, now what? Now, some people might need to go to a therapist to get over imposter syndrome because this is the kind of thing it can be hard to overcome on your own, especially if you don't know how to do it. But I'll tell you all what I did to overcome my own imposter syndrome. I saw an interview with Lisa Nichols a few years ago. I think she was talking to Oprah and she was talking about how she went to the Oprah show and her, and she's this motivational speaker. She's rich, she's famous. And while she was there, her aunt, she took her aunt who was really old and her aunt made her clean up after herself in the hotel room. And she's like, why do I have to clean up after myself? Like I'm a guest. And her aunt made a comment you know, saying when you go into those rooms, it's not just you going in there, you're standing on the shoulders of your ancestors. And that resonated with me because I heard that interview years ago. And so I started to think about that when I was in those rooms with those men that didn't look like me, with those men who didn't think that I belonged in that room. I think about my ancestors who slaved for hundreds of years just so I could have a seat at that table in that room. I think about my grandmother and my great-grandmother and my great-great-grandmother who prayed for my future. I know they prayed because my grandmother told me they did. They prayed for me to have opportunities that they couldn't have growing up where they grew up. They prayed for me to be able to walk in rooms and sit at tables where they could never have a seat. And so I would think about that when I would be in those rooms feeling like I didn't belong. And then knowing what I know about God and knowing that I have never believed in coincidence. Since I was a child, I've never believed in coincidence. I always believed that everything happened for a reason. So if I believe this and I know this and I'm in this room, then God has strategically placed me in this room for such a time as this. And I would mold those things over in my head. I am standing on the shoulders of my ancestors. I am placed in this room strategically by God for such a time as this. And then I would listen to the things that were being said and I realized I am just as smart, if not smarter than a lot of these people in this room. I am not the only person who is in here faking it till they make it. And guess what? If I say something that makes me look stupid to them or makes me sound stupid to them, so what? Two things are going to happen. Either I will succeed or I will survive. And I would tell myself these things over and over and over. And I would start speaking up and I would raise my hand. And then I stopped raising my hand. I would wait for a pause and then I would just say, question. And you could feel, (laughs) you can hear the heads turn and I would speak and I would notice the more I spoke, not only did I get more confident, but I made the devil more uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about any particular person. I'm just saying in general, because the devil was the one who wanted my silence all along. 
he wanted my silence just as much as God wanted my voice. And that's what gave me confidence, just standing up and stepping up. That's what gave me confidence, not faking it, but actually stepping into it and pushing past that uncomfortable feeling. That's another thing we have to tell ourselves. Growth, growth is birthed out of discomfort. It's like, that's when you grow, when you're in those uncomfortable situations. Now, does imposter syndrome still happen to me? Yes. The difference between me before I knew about it and me now, when I can't get out of it on my own, I lean on my sister's circle. And that's why your circle of friends is so important. The people that you hang around, the people that you talk to the most is so important. Because when I feel like I'm going through imposter syndromes, I tell somebody. And I have done such a good job at cleaning up my circle that no matter who I tell, they will not let me stay there. Not only will they remind me that I'm not an imposter, they will tell me I'm strategically placed where I'm supposed to be. These are people that are going to uplift me they are going to pray for me and sometimes they may just have to yell at me they're they they, they're going to tell me to get up and keep moving and they're not going to always be nice about it but that's what I need and that's how I come out of it and that's what you need if you get to those places and you get depressed and the the first thing you want to do is have a drink or take a hit of some drug or overeat some sweets or some fried food, you may need to reassess your circle. You may need to reassess your your relationship with God because even when this is what's bananas, even when I don't tell anybody what's going on, God speaks on my behalf because when I keep it to myself, it's almost like my sisters can feel it and they will call me and they will say, what's going on? Can we pray? you don't sound confident is everything all right you don't look like yourself because we have a lot of video calls in this post-pandemic era and i just laugh because i know what god is doing he won't he won't let me go back to the me that i was and i can't let you go back to the me that you were once you know better you have to do better and so i hope that this conversation is helping somebody So in closing, I agree and want to let you know the imposter syndrome is a real thing. It is a real thing. And you may be going through it. You may feel it even right now. But the great news, the beauty of it all is that you don't have to stay an imposter. Now, is self-doubt going to be completely eradicated? Probably not. But the goal is for you to know what it is, call that thing what it is. So when it starts to creep up, you can navigate around it because it's going to come. One thing I know for sure, the higher you go, the more goals you reach for, the more, the the bigger the target on your back. And I'm talking about for self-doubt. As soon as you declare you want to do something great, self-doubt is going to be right there to test that declaration. You just got to remember that you have all the power necessary to kick it, kick it in the butt and send it right back to hell. 
So I hope this conversation helps somebody. I hope that you know that you have more power over that thing, imposter syndrome, than you may have thought before. I hope you know that you are the promise of God and that you are the answered prayer to your ancestors and that you are destined for greatness. I hope you know that. (laughs) And I hope that you will join us next time. Thank you. to subscribe rate and review and join us next week as we talk about your inner circle are the people you spend the most time with helping you or hurting you let's find out next week on your confidence reconnected